The Favorites Podcast is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Football season is coming and there is no better place to start making every moment more than with FanDuel. I love betting with FanDuel because they've got great odds and markets for NFL futures, MLB, PGA Tour, tennis, and more. Plus, their app is safe, easy to use, and when I win, I get paid out fast. If you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now and sign up with promo code FAVORITES so they know I sent you. You must be 21 and over and present in select states only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 in Arizona. Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Virginia. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-877-770-STOP. In Louisiana, 1-877-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in New York. Tennessee red line is 1-800-889-9789, 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia. Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast from the Volume Podcast Network. I am Chad Millman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. I am joined, as I am for every episode, by my co-host, my companion, my compadre, my BFF, professional better from the fighting city of Philadelphia, Simon Hunter. Another show closer to the kickoff of the NFL season, Chad. Every Dude. day we knock, knock one out, I think to myself, another step closer. It's getting so much closer. As as former co-host of the podcast used to say, Bob Scucci of the uh, of Boyd Gaming used to say, "I need this for my lungs. <laughs> I need the season to start for my lungs." And the fact, like, it's still like September eighth is kickoff, and September eleventh is the first Sunday. I can't believe it's still like. 10 days in August, we got to go through. It's not even as close as I would like it to be. No, thank you. Really again, thank God college football has moved up their kickoff date. Yeah. And our boys at Big Bets on campus are already locking in all their bets. So the action network's ready to go. Stucky, Colin Wilson, the news hound, the stash, Brett McMurphy. Big Bets on campus is off to a roaring start. You must listen to Big Bets on campus. If you want to get the best in college football betting, you can watch the Big Bets on campus live show on Saturday mornings. Watch it in the Action Network app. You can download the app for free. Uh, you can watch it on our YouTube. You can watch it on Twitter. But we are here today, Simon, to talk about the AFC West. And as we did earlier this week, uh, we're going to have uh, Colin Cowherd come on. We're going to talk about the AFC West with him. What I love about this is uh, he's got huge opinions on this conference because we've got the Chargers in his backyard, the Raiders, a team he has strong opinions on, the Broncos, a quarterback he has strong opinions on, and the Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes, who I know how he feels about wide receivers right now and their importance in the NFL and the loss of Tyreek Hill and what that is going to mean. Uh, and I feel like every opinion he has is going to be different than yours and probably aligned with mine. Here's what's interesting about this division. Chiefs 
plus 160, Raiders plus 650. There is that is the shortest delta between favorite and long shot in any division in the NFL. It's reflective of the quality of the quarterbacks in this division. Yeah, I'm going to be interested to hear what Colin rate these four quarterbacks for just this season, right? You know exactly who these four guys are with their offenses. How would he order it? Because right now, I think I'm going to shock people with my order. And again, this is just for this season, simply based off the teams and what I know about them. At one, I got Mahomes still. I, I grade him out with the best offensive line of football or number two right behind the Eagles. And I don't really care about the losing of Tyreek Hill. I still think, like, it's just, it, again, that's going to be a big deal at certain points. But he still has Kelsey. He still has a lot of weapons on the outside. And they brought in Juju, which I think is a big deal. So to me, not much has changed there. My second quarterback is going to shock people. It's actually Derek Carr, Chad. I have Derek Carr graded above Herbert and Russell Wilson in this upcoming season. And it's for a multitude of reasons, other than the fact that I just love what they have in Vegas right now in that awesome scheme. And Josh McDaniels, I think, is going to bring the best out of Derek Carr. So to me, it's a no-brainer where other people are really tugging with it. But I look at Herbert, again, who I have my third rated, uh, not Russell Wilson. I have Herbert as my third rated. Herbert's inconsistent. I've watched all his snaps this offseason. Every single throw he made last season, I watched. Whatever it was, I think it was 622 pass attempts he had. I watched every single one. He's got the talent. There's no doubt. I mean, he is smart, really, really smart football-wise, incredibly inconsistent. And with a, with a coach inconsistent as well and Staley, not knowing what the hell he's doing with analytics. Like, again, the guy is all over the place. He, like, tries to use math as a deterrent and we're – He's not. He's going off book. He's not listening to the people. I, I just can't have him above Derek Carr right now, a guy who did make the playoffs last year, who did win a bunch of games with a second coach and all the drama going on with Vegas. And in fourth, I got Russell Wilson, a guy that I know Collins high on him. I know Chad's high on him. I have not seen any indicator that offensive line has improved in any way. He's been getting lit up all preseason in these joint practices that he's been doing with these other teams. That's not good. And this division that all these teams have stacked D-lines. Every single team in this division has a good D-line. So the Russell Wilson questions is the man's going to be 34 years old come November. He's undersized. He has one notorious ring to his name, which I joke about is because of a defense. I just I think there's too much put on Russell Wilson that he's going to be the Stafford, the Tom Brady coming in first year and winning a Super Bowl. The difference was those those other teams, they had offensive lines. Russell Wilson does not have that. He's literally going from a horrible offensive line in Seattle with better weapons on the outside to an unproven team in Denver with a weaker offensive line. So, yeah, my one, two, three, four goes uh, Mahomes, Carr, Herbert, and then Russell Wilson just for this season, right? Uh, not purely career, just for this season. I think that's fascinating. What I love is I want to talk about Herbert for a second because – a, you say you watched all 622 pass attempts. Yeah. Do you do that in a day? Like, do you watch? <laughs> no. Do you do you watch the whole game? Like, how do you do that? No, way too boring to do it like that. But uh, I, I said I spread it out over two month period because I'm all in. Like, I coming in this year, I wanted to be all in on the Chargers. I wanted to be. No, this is the team, right? The coach is going to correct all of his mistakes from last year. Herbert will, and I am going to be all in on this team coming to the season. Because again, on paper. They're incredible. Like defensively, offensively, the Chargers are so good. And we all believe in Herbert, right? But, I mean, we can't lie. The kids hasn't made the playoff yet, right? This is heading into his third season. We can talk about all the pressure that's on Hurts and, and Tua. 
Herbert, he's got the most pressure, in my opinion, on him just because he's kind of got to prove it. And luckily for him, he's a quiet guy out there in L.A. and no one's really paying attention to him. But, I mean, come on, man. Like, we're all hyping you up nonstop. And it's like, I need to see consistency. Like, we all know he has the arm talent. So, yeah, for me, watching his film, I can't believe how good this kid is. And I can't believe he fell in that draft. And it's like, you know, would I take him over Joe Burrow? Probably not. But over Tua, yeah. It's like, just looking at his body type and his style of play, it is interesting that he fell just in the simple fact that he's this shy, quiet guy who's kind of had this long hair. And, you know, people really didn't know, understand him in Oregon, where it's like just watching his body type and his throwing style, it's incredible, his talent. So for me, just upcoming season, I have the most question marks in this division I have about Herbert. But just on talent and the skill level of this Chargers team, that's the reason I put him above Russell Wilson. What's interesting is, you know, it's funny. You say on paper and I and you think about this team being so talented. The Chargers have spent a generation being the most talented team and never having the coach that can get him over the top. So now they've got Brandon Staley, and I can remember, this is what I thought about when you said that. I thought about Brandon Staley, and I thought about, is he sitting in an office somewhere saying, if we fuck this up, it's on us, right? Like I remember years ago when we first started Action, Gambling was starting to get more popular and we'd be in the office and having our like business challenges or personnel challenges or whatever it is. And you sort of, you're in the bunker and you're only seeing what's hard. And then you go out in the world and I was talking to a buddy of mine who works in media and he sees what we're doing and like we were growing and getting good attention and we're in the right space and have good backers and all this kind of stuff. He's like, you guys are in the perfect spot. And I remember I went from lunch to him feeling great, walked into a conference room, sat down. We're about to have a hard conversation. I'm like, guys, if we fuck this up, it's on us. Like we have every advantage to make this work right now. And that's what I wonder if Brandon Staley is saying that in coaches meetings, or is he so arrogant? Like because of the way he's called plays, I don't know the guy from Adam. He might not be that arrogant. And when I've seen him speak, he's been wonderfully thoughtful. Um, But is his philosophy, is he so, is he so committed to his philosophy that he can't get out of the way of the talent? That's what I, believe I wonder. He got, I believe he got humbled. He says he got humbled. So I'm hoping he did. Like, again, I agree with a lot of the math he was doing, right? If, if you're playing against Mahomes and you're up four and you're on your own 35 and you got two yards to make a fourth down, I get it. Go for it. Even if the math is telling you not, it, the math doesn't get that you have Mahomes across the field. But if there's two seconds left in the, in the first half, and you're on your opponent's five-yard line, that's not a field game win, right? If you don't get the touchdown, that's not a field game win. You take the three there. Even the analytics will tell you to take the three there every time. And that's my biggest issue with the guy is, like, he claims he knows analytics, and that's what he's basing stuff off where it's just not true. It's like you can't lie and hide behind the math. We all have the math and data right in front of us. So that's my big interesting thing with this team. It's like, can he take that step? Because how many times have we seen it, Chad? You just talked about We've seen LT. Uh, in my, in my, I, again, people, sweetness, Chad thinks sweetness is the greatest running back. LaDainian Thomas, in my opinion, was the greatest running back ever. Philip Rivers and him together with Antonio Gates could not get over the hump with Marty Schottenheimer. They just could not do it for some reason. And that's what we talk about the time. You need not just the players, the coaching. So, yeah, too many question marks for me to make them another two, number two team in this division where I know exactly what I'm getting from the Vegas. And if only 
my only mindset with Vegas is they're going to improve, right? They had so much BS going on last season. Everything I've seen from them this preseason, McDaniel's new offensive scheme he's put in, I love it. I love it so much. I mean, Adams is literally icing on the kick. With him, Waller, I mean, Hunter Renfro, I just can't get over how talented Vegas' offense is. The biggest weakness in Vegas, obviously, horrible secondary. I mean, just a absolutely terrible on-paper secondary. So going to be an exciting team this season for sure where they're just going to be in shootouts. So I, again, this list, I'm excited to hear what Colin thinks. It's, it's tough to do these four quarterbacks against each other, but when you really base it off what they have on their teams and just for this season, it's, it's, it's exciting. Cause again, we're going to talk about this at the end of the year. I might look like a complete idiot taking Derek Carr over Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert, but in August I'm feeling pretty good. Well, look, you may not like, look, the, the huge advantage that Carr has now is they signed Devonte Adams. They've got, you talk about weapons in Renfro and Waller at tight end. They've got incredible weapons. Uh, they've got a new coach. Is he going to be the coach that can take advantage? Is he going to be better? Is Josh McDaniels going to be better than he was in Denver? We'll see. You got Tebow to the playoffs. I mean, that really happened. People forget that actually happened. You know what? Let's ask Colin. Let's bring Colin in and let's see what he has to say. Because this is a, a division where he's going to have a lot of opinions about the quarterbacks. NFL kickoff is still a few weeks away, but you can get in on the action now on FanDuel Sportsbook with their NFL Super Bowl win bonus. Right now, anyone who places at least a $50 Super Bowl winner bet will get $5 back for each win your team has during the regular season. Personally, I'd be taking the Buffalo Bills to win it all with my $50 Super Bowl bet because when they win 10 games, I'll get my money back either way. There are also a ton of other futures markets available like team win totals, division winners, player props, and so many more. There's no better place to get ready for the football season than on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook and official sports betting partner of the NFL. Haven't tried FanDuel Sportsbook yet? Download the app and sign up using promo code FAVORITES to get $5 for every win your team has if you bet at least $50 on them to win the Super Bowl. That's promo code FAVORITES. You must be 21 or over and present in select states only. Bonus issued on non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max free bet, $50. Restrictions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. Call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789 or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Joining us again, Grand Puba Volume Podcast Network, Media Mogul. We had talked about the NFC West. Now we are talking about the best division in football, the AFC West. Colin, before you came on, Simon, I want you to list your ranking of the quarterbacks in this division, and I want Colin's reaction. So this is on the basis of this is just for this year and about the team around them. Not quarterback versus quarterback, just for these individual quarterbacks and the teams they're on. So for this division, I still look at it as it's Mahomes, right? I, I don't really worry too much about losing Tyreek Hill when he has one the number one, graded out as number one offensive line in football, where he still has Kelsey, and we know they've added other offensive weapons to them. Now, this is where it gets a little crazy in my list. 
Derek Carr for me is the number two quarterback in this division. And the many, many reasons is not just my faith in Josh McDaniel stepping in and up, being an upgrade to this offense. We know what it is with Derek Carr, right? He's got Waller. He's got Hunter Renfro. And then they brought in Devontae Adams, who was his best friend in college, his number one go-to guy. It's all set up for him this season. And I still have too many question marks who my number three quarterback is. Justin Herbert can look incredible for two quarters. And then he'll just have to take a quarter off or he just won't look right. And he won't make the smart plays. And that's, again, that's an age thing where I think he's a quarterback with, again, people talk about two and Jalen Hurts. I put Herbert right there as a quarterback with the most pressure on his back. Two years in the league, no playoff appearances, all this hype last year. Chad just read it off. 14 to one for the Chargers to, to win the Super Bowl. Insanity. And then my last, my number four guy in this division is Russell Wilson. Again, 34-year-old quarterback, undersized, 5'11". That's being nice with a bad offensive line. The Broncos this preseason have blocked nobody. They've blocked no one in their, their – they've done little camp with other teams, and they're not blocking people. And Russell Wilson's having to take just these, these plays where he's breaking outside the pocket, which is great, which is where we like Russ. But that was years ago. Again, Russ is 34 now. He can't be taking big hits. We've seen it two years in a row where he's taken little hits and has not been right, right? That hand injury took him out all of last season. So for me, number one, Mahomes, number two, Derek Carr, number three, Herbert, and number four, Russell Wilson. And then again, this is just for this season. I like all four. So I know this is a cop-out, but I view them as four unique players. Mahomes is the most gifted, but is the least consistent mechanically. Herbert's the best mechanically, but, but, but can be, I mean, he could be the logo of the NFL, the way he throws, you get the exact same throwing motion, big, strong arm, but he can be at times a, a bit mechanical. Uh, so in a way, Herbert and Mahomes are very different. One is mechanically a challenge, but just all sorts of crazy angles. Herbert is the same motion for every throw, but he can be a little stiff. I think Russell's the best playmaker, uh, the baseball player in him, uh, the ability to be elusive, keep a pocket alive and yet never get hit all these years. He's had one finger injury. He's never been hurt in college. And I think Derek is smaller, less of an arm, less elusive, but has shown an ability to, um, and it could be his religious conviction to not hear a ton of noise and chaos. He kind of plays through stuff. He tunes a lot of bullshit out. And we've saw this last year, the team falling apart. He is, so focused on what matters to him that he is very unique. He's not as he's not as strong as Herbert. He's not as gifted. He doesn't make plays, but he his I think Derek Carr's great ability is to um, overcome. He's an overcomer. Um, so I look at all four of them as having kind of a a special quality. I think it's the best quarterback division of my life. I don't think there's ever been four quarterbacks this good. They're all totally unique. Uh, Carr didn't have a huge arm. Russell's a little small. Justin's a little mechanical. Sometimes Mahomes is a little loose, but they're all gifts. So, and I, I don't have a problem ranking, you know, wherever the rankings are. I just think they're very unique. I think they all, they, they really, what they really do is what the NFL has become at quarterback. You could take all four of them and say, this is the NFL in 2022. It used to be white, 6'4", pocket passer. We got short guy. We got big mechanical guy. We got sidearm guy. It's all flavors. 
it really is the NFL in 2022. You can win four different ways with four different quarterbacks, and you couldn't in the 70s. Everybody was kind of the same. That's so, my takeaway of that division. So this division right now, difference in the odds to win the division from the Chiefs to the Raiders, Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos, Raiders, is the shortest of any division. Obviously, because of the quality of the quarterbacks, you have talked on your radio show countless times. This is a wide receiver league. You need to invest in the wide receivers. We talk about it with Green Bay. They haven't invested in the wide receivers. The Chiefs got rid of Tariq Hill. They're the odds-on favorite to win the AFC West. You and I have talked about how we both love Russell Wilson. Simon just listed Russell Wilson fourth. The Broncos are third in odds to win the, t- the division. Yes. Who do you think wins this division right now? I have Denver winning it because here, here's my takeaway. Here's what I worry about Kansas City. So not only did the Broncos go and get Randy Gregory, they also got uh, DJ Jones from San Francisco. So I think they have the most talented defensive front. My argument is what quarterback will be the most comfortable So the O-line for the Raiders is bad. Outside of Colton Miller, it's been shaky. So I have them fourth. I love Rashawn Slater, but they got a right tackle problem with the Chargers in a division with a lot of good pass rushers. They're third. I think uh, Creed Humphrey's become the best or second best center in the sport. I do worry without Tyreek Hill, their ability to play from behind at the same level. They've lost their lightning strike. They'll be productive. I like Denver's O-line. I think they have... A really strong running game, so they'll mostly play on. They'll mostly throw on play action. I think their backs are great. So my thing is, I think Denver's actually going to run more than people think. I think people think it's going to be let Russ cook. They lost Tim Patrick. I think they're going to be. A, I think they're going to be a lot about a lot of a, a running team that throws mostly on play action, and that's where Russell's really effective. Russell's not terribly effective on third and nine. Russell's really effective on second and five. He's really effective. Because he gets that crease, that opening on play action, because he's short. There's openings on the offensive line. So I have I have Denver winning it. The one thing I'll say about Kansas City is that because Mahomes is so gifted, we've got to acknowledge this. He has had the last two years six game stretches where he's mechanically in the weeds. Now, Andy brings him back. I mean, Andy will say, yeah, we got to get it right. You know, if you go back and look at Mahomes' pre-draft scouting resume, I mean, they literally called it. They're like, he's great. Uh, you got to coach this guy. Like, he gets mechanically into the weeds. Last year, he had a six-game stretch. He was just off. He's so mesmerizing. You know, we always, you go to a fireworks show, and the fireworks show is amazing. Then you drive home. Go to the park the next day where the fireworks show's at. It's a freaking mess. It, it's uninhabitable for two days. Because Mahomes is so great, you don't see all this stuff behind it because his moments are so great. He, he, it can be bad. Like he has bad, like Cincinnati, he had a bad second half. He has bad halves. But the, the fireworks show is so glamorous, nobody wants to look at all the stuff on the ground. Is I think Mahomes is less consistent than we all want to admit. I think Herbert's actually, I think we look at Herbert and we think hey, he's kind of inconsistent. But I, I could argue Derek Carr, I get the same guy virtually every Sunday. I mean, I kind of feel like I always get the same Derek Carr. He leads the NFL in 
fourth quarter comeback since he entered the league. I kind of feel like he's had six coaches, nine years. And I get the same Derek Carr every year. But Mahomes, he's he's a handful. I think there are times that Andy Reid is pulling his hair out with him. And I love him. But we forget these bad halves and bad months. Back-to-back years, I've seen this a lot. This is great because uh, Simon almost had me turned around before you came on because he's so pro Niners. Uh, I mean, so pro Raiders. Uh, Like I said, Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos, Raiders are the current um, uh, is the current order for the AFC West. It's uh, plus 160, plus 250 for the Chargers, plus 260 for the Broncos, plus 650 for the Raiders. Here's what's interesting. For the Super Bowl, three of the top seven teams to win the Super Bowl right now in terms of future odds are from the AFC West. The Broncos, the Chargers, and the Chiefs. The Russell Wilson argument to me goes back to something Jordan Palmer said on this podcast, on the Favorites podcast, about three or four weeks ago. He's not a buyer of Russell Wilson and sort of the inspirational moments or what he does off the field. He's a buyer in the consistency he exhibits on the field. Players want to know what they're going to get. The last two minutes, you want to know what your quarterback's going to be doing. You want to know he's going to deliver it where he says he's going to deliver it. You want to be able to make your play because you know he's going to make his play. I think that's what you get from Russell Wilson more than anything. That's why I like the Broncos to win this division, Simon, more than the Raiders, more than the Chiefs, more than the Chargers. I love Russell Wilson. I love him. I bet you do. You're the betting public, Chad. That's that's how they get you. Again, everyone's sucked in. Everyone's been all over this for months. And I'm just, I got to be the realist. And if I'm just looking at straight value, that's why I like the Raiders. There is zero reason why the Raiders should not be plus 300 to win this division. The difference between them, the Chargers, Denver, it's minuscule. If anything, it should favor Vegas because of what we just talked about. Everything they just went through last year, they still somehow made it in. Five people forget this. They beat the Chargers at home, right? On the last game of the year. So to me, it's just... That's how the public is. They just like the new shiny new toys and the new exciting things. And I got to be that boring guy where it's like, okay, I know Mahomes is the best quarterback or the second best quarterback in football. If you think it's Josh Allen, I know Andy Reid is one of the best offensive lines in all football. I'm getting them both in a year where people are down on them. So to me, I'll just wait and hope that Mahomes has another slow start and I'll just get great value on betting the chiefs later in the season. But it's kind of what happened last year. I just think too many people are, Looking at what happened with Mahomes last year, I think that was more of they were due for a bad year. Not every team is like the Patriots and Tom Brady, and you win the division and you come the number one seed every year. It's a normal football. There's ups and downs. It's just how it is with these regular teams. In a down year last year, the Chiefs, they were still the best team, right? Like we were all shocked when the Bengals came back and beat them in that second half. So to me, just looking at it from that standpoint, I agree with Colin's assessment that the Denver thing is that's the exciting thing, right? Russell Wilson the upgrade from him and Drew from Drew Locke, it's day and night. You can't even compare it. So that's where I'm, I think Colin's right, where it's like if this kid can come in and if they can go 4-0, 3-1 to start the year at Denver, they're off and running. Everything I've said is pointless about Russell Wilson because he does have that moxie. Like, yeah, he's lame as hell in his audio clips. But, dude, on the field, you cannot deny his swagger. We've all seen it with his swagger. And the guys, they follow it. 
And Denver has been dying for that. So I do agree with Colin on that sense that Denver is the upside of this division. Well, the, the one thing I worry about now, Russell's been a great September quarterback the last three years in the first three weeks, he's got 29 touchdowns and one pick, but I, here's what I worry about. Kyler Murray and Russell play a very similar style. Even when the pocket's clean, they move. A lot of times Russell feels better in September than December. And Kyler feels better in September than December. And my question is that style just wears on your legs. I mean, this is why Westbrook and Russell Westbrook falls apart in the playoffs. His style is so hyper athletic that by the end of the playoffs, I mean, second round of the playoffs, it feels like Westbrook is shot. You know, Steph Curry's game is jumpers. And I mean, he's playing half the court. And so I think Russell and Kyler are so hyper athletic that I do wonder, like, the, is Russell hitting a wall athletically where he's like, his style, it does not last. It's not Tom Brady. Brady's 45 years old. He doesn't, it's, it's you know, as long as he gets the plot, you know, the yoga, that he's, his core is strong. I mean, essentially, I mean, if you, if you look at how seasons work, it gets colder, you're less limber. Kyler and Russell Wilson, I worry about like Russell's moving out of his prime and Kyler's already in it. Whereas I think you can play, I think Justin Herbert could literally play for 23 years. <laughs> you know, he moves when he has to. So the, the not, that's the one knock on Russell Wilson. It's like, he's put on weight. He's not quite as quick. And I'm like, I don't know if you can play that style. I don't think your prime's 13 years in that style. I think it's like eight. And some people think I've heard people say he's moved out of his prime. By October, November, you may be right. That, that's very possible. I don't. I, that that style, the hyper athletic style basketball football. I just think it has limitations. I think you age very quick. I mean, Westbrook got thirty two. It's over. Cam thirty three. Over. You know, you start looking. At, I mean, Peyton Manning had four neck surgeries. It, had he not fallen apart, Peyton could have played until he's forty three years old. Uh. All right. Everyone give me, I think we've made it pretty clear. I just want to confirm, Colin, give me your pick to win the AFC West. Again, Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos, Raiders. Your pick to win. Denver wins. Kansas City wildcard playoff. Chargers special teams kill them, finish third. Raiders defense, they can't overcome it. They're fourth. Wow. Okay. You like the Broncos. Uh, like I said, the Broncos about plus 260 to win the division. Simon. I'll go Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders, then Denver. Wow. I just got to believe the Chargers finally get over the hump and make the playoffs this year. I just. Did you see their special teams against Dallas? <laughs> yeah. 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 But I was saying in the chat on paper, it's incredible offensively and defensively. Oh, my God. The Chargers have zero excuse this year. That's what, to me, Staley is on the hot seat already. It's like, okay, you can be your wild man going for a fourth down in your own 20, but no playoffs this year. If I was them, you have to move on. Yep, they have to. Colin, last time you were on the show in the spring, we assessed where you are in the growth of the volume and your media, media moguldom. You were adamant, don't chase money, find good management. 
chase good management, not money, because there's a sea of money out there. There's not a lot of great management. We're going into our second football season. How are you feeling right now? Well, the volume added Richard Sherman. We have two major announcements in the next three weeks. I think we're going to have an incredible football season. We have now assembled our entire management team. They're awesome. Uh, and it's the most fun I've ever had building something. It's the most fun I've ever had. I, like I like broadcasting. I mean, I've been doing it forever, but I like new stuff. And the volume is, because it's sort of like, remember it when you were in high school and I was a team guy. I played in the baseball team uh, in Little League. We didn't have high school baseball. I played in the football team and a basketball team. And the wrestlers always had this thing where, hey, I don't need to depend on other people. And that was always their thing. Like you're on a team. And I was always like, yeah, okay. I like teams. To be honest with you, I like teams. And I really noticed it with a volume. Building teams is fun. It is really fun. It's like all the things that guys like compartmentaling, building. I mean, we all built forts or played with Legos as kids. Like you're building a team. There's just something great about it. I love our team. We've got major announcements coming. No, no, it's fun. Only thing I'd add is awesome. I'm a big Steve Spurrier guy, and yeah. Steve Spurrier was a state champion pitcher, won the Heisman Trophy, he won national titles. And someone said, You're so decorated, why do you keep coaching? And he said, Winning individual things is nice. Winning individual accolades is, is great. I like winning team championships because <laughs> when a team wins a championship, everybody gets to hug. It's nice. Well, it's like you're playing GM. You're, you know, that that's like, I talk to people at Action about this who are on the management side and moving up. Like that's all this is, is it's like Moneyball, right? And you're constantly assessing, you need this, you need this. You got to replace 45 home runs. How are you going to do it? You're going to do it with this number of people. You know, you see what the market is doing. You try to anticipate where the market is going. How are you going to beat this competitor? It's super fun. It's a, the satisfaction comes in a much longer term, right? Broadcasting, you sit down, you got a good bit, you build a good tree, you got the good branches, you know, you've had a good show. This, you don't know if it's working for 18 months, two years. What's the reaction? You bring in Draymond. Oh, Draymond, that was a good idea. That worked out well. What are the other archetypes we can bring in like Draymond? That's, that's harder to be satisfied immediately with. Yeah, it is. You're, you're, acquiring, drafting, developing. It's fun. There's a lot of talent out there. You just got to find it. There's a lot of talent. There really is. And a, and a lot of times, you know, a big network can hire people because they have certain things they have to fill. They have to find a sideline reporter or a play-by-play -play guy or an analyst. I'm just looking for talent. I'll figure out where to put you. You're funny. You're smart. You make me think. You're curious. I'll hire you. I'll figure out where to put you. That's the fun part is we have so much flexibility, as you know, with the Action Network, you know, like if you find somebody that's talented, you just got to figure out how to make them work. You know, the networks, you know, they have board members and, you know, they have to worry about Wall Street. And I just have to worry about finding talented people. It's a great freedom. It's fun. That's when it's fun to be an insurgent. We're insurgents, Colin. Yeah. Disruptors. Yeah. Disruptors. Colin Cowherd. Boss of the Volume Podcast Network, which means he's the boss of the favorites. Thanks for coming on the podcast, brother. Good seeing you.
This has been the Favorites Podcast from the Volume Podcast Network. And, and don't forget, we are unleashing a torrent of podcast brilliance, the Action Network Podcast. Go check it out. Go deeper, go bigger, go longer on all your favorite NFL betting insights, Action Network Podcasts. Go check it out. For Simon Hunter, for Matt Mitchell, thank you to Colin Cowherd, our volume grand pooba. Download us from Apple Podcasts, from Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe, leave us five stars, say whatever you want. Feedback is a gift. Love you. 